Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that had they had seen when it rose went before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wise men, I'm joined by one in the chair, Jeremy Brooks, the wise man of Christ's covenant. Though um, I have no gold or He has no gold or frankincense and no myrrh. No myrrh. For that matter. No. Um, tragic, but we'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> but anyways, here we are um, in Matthew chapter 2. And gosh, one of the one of the main things that the early church fathers, you know, um, I'm thinking the authors of the Gospels. Um, I'm thinking the author of Hebrews. I'm thinking Paul. One of the, one of their biggest ambitions in their ministries was to make it unavoidably clear that Jesus is just inextricably linked to everything in the story of God and mm-hmm. Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, that the story of Jesus is not an amendment to Judaism, Mm -hmm. that it's not like a a stem off of Judaism, but that he is the fulfillment of everything so far. And so, you know, we already, we've had this epic genealogy on day one. And then yesterday we had uh, this fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. And now we have another um, uh, prophecy that's fulfilled, Micah chapter five, Um, and yeah, it's just so much going on. Um, there's a lot of prophecies that aren't, uh, even, you know, just, uh, directly quoted, 
um, mm-hmm. that are being hit on. And so I'm clearly overwhelmed by just the amount of things that I'm seeing as I'm looking at this. Um, but no one cares what I see. Jer- Jeremy, please tell us, what, what do you see as you look at uh, Matthew chapter two? Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, it is important for us to read this not as a unique mm-hmm. story, even yeah. though it is unique in that it's like uniquely about Jesus, but it is totally echoing God's uh, time leading uh, Israel as well. Like, um, And so the last verse we read, of course, is out of Egypt, I called my son, mm-hmm. which Hosea 11, one says, when Israel was a child, I loved him and out of Egypt, I called my son, you know? And so that's immediately reminding us of, mm-hmm. of course, when um, God, you know, sent Joseph to Israel, I mean, to Egypt yep. and used Joseph to deliver his people from famine mm-hmm. um, by raising him up to power and, and establishing Israel in kind of the land of Egypt mm-hmm. um, in Goshen and everything. And then over centuries, you know, Pharaoh changed his mind basically and started persecuting Israel mm-hmm. and they're, they're in Egypt and, um, and then God delivers them from Egypt. Yep. You know, he brings them out of slavery yep. into eventually the land of promise into the land of salvation. And mm-hmm. he, and he uses different people to do that. Right. Um, and so that whole story is just like, you know, being echoed in what we're seeing right here. Oh yeah. Um, where Jesus is taking on this interesting kind of role of, you know, kind of typifying the people of Israel. God's, like God's son. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but, but he's everything God's son should have been. Mm-hmm. That's what we should see. Yeah. There's a really interesting contrast, you know, so the, these Magi, um, you know, they, they came uh, essentially from Asia um, and, you know, they, they were kings. Um, they were, they were kind of rulers, kings, noblemen of the East who come and so they're coming from, uh, you know, vaguely from the East, um, which has really nothing to do uh, with the redemptive story of God up to this point. And they come uh, to to Israel, like to this kind of territory. And what's interesting is Herod, um, you know, he he's troubled kind of by their arrival um, and they're seeking the king of the Jews, um, seeming that astrology, kind of Eastern astrology, is mm-hmm. actually what revealed Christ to them. Mm-hmm. And so God, you know, it's when his star arose. Um, and Herod actually, you know, he, he has to assemble his people and um, inquire where the Christ was supposed to be born. Mm-hmm. And so Herod, who's like the, the acting king of the Jews, he doesn't even know um, this prophecy from the prophet Micah. And of course it's explained. And the interesting contrast is this, that the enemy of Christ, the savior of Israel here is Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, the people who have come to worship him, who it says they, they find him and rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Um, these are kings of the nations, mm-hmm. other nations. Mm-hmm. And what we begin to see is, you know, there's this shift where um, this 
sort of equation of the people of God that we see in the Old Testament, it starts to emerge. And it's that there's going to be this remnant, you know, there's all this prophecy that God is going to kind of thresh Israel and separate the grain and the weeds. And that there's going to be this remnant and then other nations are going to gather around and be joined to God, Mm -hmm. regardless of their ethnicity and culture and tongue and Mm -hmm. whatnot. And so this is like a really paramount moment because this is the first time in scripture we really see this beginning to happen. Mm -hmm. And that Jesus at his birth, you know, the first people to receive him or to like worship him are these shepherds. Mm -hmm. So kind of like the outcast, the low down, um, no goods of Israel. And then now uh, these high well-to-do men who are from sort of like pagan nations. Mm -hmm. And yet, they come and they humble themselves before God. Mm-hmm. And I think like, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on what this says about the type of gospel and the type of economy that this baby is bringing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, uh, he's simultaneously totally expected and yet totally unexpected. Mm. You know, God has, he's always been a God of like even Abraham. Mm-hmm. Interesting about Abraham Abraham is from Ur mm-hmm. and Ur is actually like an Eastern place, mm. uh, Mesopotamian yeah, yeah. kind of region, pagan idol worshiping, not, not your Christian church going guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we sometimes forget that, that like God just chose this man and, mm-hmm. and from this, from this undeserved people, you know, who were not worshiping him and mm-hmm. God revealed himself to them. And, and here in, in the, I mean, it's so amazing that Herod is like inquiring into God's word, not for the sake of worship, even though he says he wants to worship him, it's not for the sake of worshiping the true king. Mm-hmm. It's for the sake of preserving his own kingship. Um, and God gives grace to the humble and he, uh, and he humbles the proud. Right. And, and, and so God is always doing these great reversals in his mm-hmm. gospel, right? He's, he's showing grace to those who don't deserve it. He's, he's being strong for the weak. Um, he's saving sinners, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people who have rebelled against him. And, and we see things like that throughout his kingdom. And you'll see that kind of great reversal as Jesus talks about the Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount, his own kingdom. It's this upside down kingdom. And so... It's it's just funny to see Herod, who's supposed to be the king of the Jews, essentially like acting like a pharaoh, mm-hmm. um, and 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 putting out, trying to put out God's people, yeah, um, and God's plan, um, and these foreigners actually being the ones to to recognize what God is doing and to be joyful about it. Absolutely, um, and then you know the second little heading section that we read, it's called the flight to Egypt in the ESV. And, um, you know, it's this, this place where, uh, basically an angel after the wise men have left, um, and you know, they've been told in a dream not to return to Herod. Um, the angel Lord also appears to Joseph, um, in a dream and says to flee to Egypt, which is a very significant place. We have a child named, uh, Yeshua. Same as Joshua, uh, who led, uh, you know, the the march into the promised land, and on the Transfiguration Mount, 
um, Jesus is speaking with Moses and Elijah of the Greek word, the exodus Mm -hmm. that he's about to accomplish. Um, So we have this Yeshua who's come to accomplish an exodus. And here at the beginning of his life, he starts as a refugee, runaway child in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once again, our Old Testament years should be just tingling and like starting to put some of these pieces together and that this is the fulfillment of the plan of all time. And Jesus, as you said, he's typifying the people of Israel. He's typifying Joshua and Moses and he's coming to tie it all together and to bring redemption from sins mm-hmm. and freedom. Amen. Amen. Man. Well, uh, we're not done with Herod quite yet. And so we got a little bit more to get through tomorrow um, with the baby Jesus and, um, you know, what what is happening at the time of his birth. So for the great Jeremy Brooks, the inevitable Jeremy Brooks, <laughs> this is Will Carlisle. And we will see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.